This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. We did an S ton of show prep today, uh, <laughs> so this is going to be a really, really good one. Woo! <laughs> Don, uh, yeah, you're. Uh, you're carrying the load today, Don. I'm John, fine with that. John, John and I aren't doing anything. We missed you so much, seriously. Well, you've done I'll all say. the work, and I appreciate it. So, I mean, and it was a lot of work, Don. <laughs> I don't know if it was. It's probably Ross did a lot of work, and you guys read his stories. You know what we <laughs> well, did last? They actually know, did. Yeah, yeah, we actually used. That's how desperate we were. Ah. Uh, we used Ross's stuff. <laughs> We talked about something last week, um, and we're going to keep it going this week for a little while. We talked about road trips, um, and I don't know why or how we got there. Baseball road trips, some fun road trips, et cetera, et cetera. The one thing I forgot to bring up last week on the Krabby Show here was what we had been talking about on GL. I had forgotten all about this last week. We had a discussion on GL. I don't know if it was on or off the air because now – Everything is on the air, even when we're off the air at GL. It's a real pain in the ass, and I, frankly, I hate it. Um, <laughs> oh, I've heard. But we brought up what constitutes a road trip as far as time and mileage. How far, Dawn, do you have to drive to call it a road trip? Hmm, probably 100 miles. Is that... See, not long enough. I think, John, do you remember this conversation? I don't. Nope. I do because I cut some of it up for social media. What, what, did, we, what did we determine, Ross? Joe decided no matter how far you travel to and from in a day, he ended up settling on if you don't stay overnight, it's not a road trip. And I think we did that, Don, because one day a month or so ago, I went from my home up here in the country. Mm-hmm. Down to Minneapolis, then down to northern Iowa, then back to northern uh, the northern metro, and then oh. back up here. It was 700-something miles. I left at uh, 4 in the morning, got back at, uh, I can't remember, 9 o'clock at, at night or something. Oh, and gosh. we decided that was not a road trip. If I had stayed overnight, it would have been a road trip. I think I agree with that, but I think there has to be a caveat between just road trip and normal trip. You know, that, even though it's not a road trip, could that at least be like a long trip? 
You can't you no. can't just say that that's normal because that's no, not no, normal to no, do what you did. We're looking for the definition of a road trip. The Webster's okay. Marion Dictionary definition of a road trip. It we're has to, to be fun. It has to be like vacation. Like it shouldn't be like oh. I have to go see okay. my old man. You know. Oh, oh, you just described what I did I yesterday. Know. I know exactly I, what you're talking about. I I left here yesterday at uh, I don't know 11 a.m. Went down to the Twin Cities. Spent the day there. Got back at 8.30 last night, so that wouldn't have been a road That's trip. That's not a road trip. That is okay. uh, a duty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you agree? Oh, go ahead, Ross. No, I'm so sorry. I have a clarification. Yeah. On Saturday, I am driving, in one day, I'm driving to Ames, Iowa. Yeah. I'm going to watch college football. Yeah. When the game ends, I'm going to get back in my car and come home. That's not a road trip. Okay. I don't like this. I think that is a road trip. That's a road yeah. trip. You're yeah. doing, do going too. somewhere out of yeah. town for fun. You're looking at roads you don't usually look at. It's, it's you know, you might stop at an apple orchard and pick yourself an apple and, you know. Can we override? I don't know. Can we override the mayor's decision? I don't go right? by his by like rules. A, by like a two-thirds vote, can we all vote then say what a road trip is and then doesn't matter what he says? Kind of you know like what government. Let's what just be this frank. weird world where he's the mayor. We need to recall the mayor. Uh, that's what I think. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. Seriously, wow. I think Don McLean should be the new mayor. I am much <laughs> I more interested in Don's rules for life <laughs> you know, than Joe. Because Given, let's face it, Joe and I have become the same person. I have turned into Joe Sushere. No, no. And I think that's I why just, I hate myself so much <laughs> i was just gonna say given the mayor's recent moods i'd vote for dawn in a second yeah yeah oh, dawn, is he you're, crabby? The you're the new mayor of i'm gonna make him crabbier by joking around and saying him he should have no power let's have a let's have a recall election in which dawn is the nominee from our party and she is the crabby representative yes. yeah. yeah okay great you know who's you know who's doing a real road trip bridget mccutcheon Yes, I just watched her video yeah. yesterday. Good, Good. about got how two... her GPS isn't working. Yeah, yeah. Let Let's play that first, since Don brought it up. Ross, you do have it, right? You yeah. You got that blank stare in your face. No, nope, I'm just okay. I, wow. <laughs> no, I'm just stare. didn't know which one you wanted first. I'm yeah, I'm do, ready. Yeah, do that one. I'm ready, and I'm turning your mic off, you surly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> to California today. I'm going to go to the Redwoods. My hair is a mess. My GPS tracker is shut down on my website. I will fix it shortly. It is now being password protected because I am now going into another country on the 10th. You can ask for the password. Doesn't mean I'll give it to you, but I probably will. <laughs> um, that's all. She, Have a nice uh, day. <laughs> She's had it. I love it. She's had it. A few weeks, maybe it was just a week ago. It was a video. I don't Yeah, it was a video. She can do funny things with her face. Did you see the funny face she made uh, at the camera? She scrunched it all up and made it weird, and it was like, oh, my God, you're such a goofball. Yeah. She's such a funny character. Um, And then we've got another video, Ross, um, where she was actually interviewed for a couple of minutes by the wacky TV reporter at one of the stations in Seattle. Oh, really? Uh, Yeah, he just did a two-minute thing with her. Oh, I hope she gets more money. Yeah, that's the goal here. Is she getting her... I hope so. Yeah, Uh, obligatory mention to make a donation on her page. Yeah, uh, run that audio up and then let's talk about it a little more. Do not attempt to adjust your television set. That was a woman on a mission. Actually, she's on a world record attempt. Hi there, from Kingston. We are on Fat Turnip Farms and she is getting ready 
to head out on an epic journey. Who amongst us didn't grow up dreaming about one day setting a world record? I'm in the Guinness Book twice for video games and TV binge watching. Who gives a shit? It's Thank more you. impressive than it sounds, I assure you. Jesus. Bridget, however, is getting ready to set out on a more ambitious world record attempt oh. all by herself. I am in the process of setting the world record for the youngest woman to circumnavigate the world on a motorcycle. Is that good? Yeah. It's certainly inspiring to hear someone your age wants to travel the entire world on a motorcycle, set a world record. Why? So, it wasn't my idea. It was my brother's idea. Um, he rides and he was like, you know. That's very sibling of him to say, you should go ride your motorcycle around the world, sis. Correct, he's like, I can't do it, but you can. Bridget's doing this to inspire other young women, and I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, it's gonna inspire so many people to get out and, you know, go follow their dreams, dream big, even if it seems scary. Do anything you put your mind to. Honestly, I think motorcycling is good for the soul. You get a lot of time to yourself. You think about yourself. You think about how you treat people, how you treated people. There's no getting around the danger. Like, I am absolutely putting my life at risk. Oh. But that's okay. And if you're wearing, like, safety gear, most of the time you're fine. How can people follow your journey? So I have a website, and if you look up Bridget McCutcheon, it pops right up now. Motorcycling is my passion and hobby. There was a segment of that. The B-roll was shot by Bridget on a uh, GoPro where she's riding along on a rocky trail, and she wads it up. She goes down, and you can hear Ooh. her go, oh! And up until that point, I have not been worried about Bridget at all. But I, and that was a minor crash, but I've made minor crashes like that, and so have my buddies, and you come away with a broken collarbone. Oh, you know what I mean? Yes. And you can't uh -huh. even pick your bike up, and you're in the middle of nowhere. And, and then she's I. She's not even in Iran yet. Well, I know. So I was going to say this or ask this. I have. Worry's not the right word, but I've had some concern the entire time. And I know they're trying to make her route so she can avoid a lot of areas, but. Yeah. I don't want to be going. I don't want to be going through Iran or Russia at any point right now. You guys, you know the safest I've ever felt is when I've hung out with Hell's Angels. Seriously. So we should just have them follow. I mean, we should put. We should send an angel with them. And we're not being like, oh, she's a girl. Let's protect no, her. No, no, no. It's badass. We're talking about women are not in the same class in other countries. No. Yes. So that is not something that no. we can change. And Dawn, I think about just period. Anybody, I, I'd have yeah. concerns about Kenny going through Iran or Russia or well, any of these Kenny, places right Kenny's, now. Uh, would not do that. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, right, no, right, right. So look, I can't even no swing. No disrespect to her is what I mean. I won't even swing a leg over my bike and ride into town anymore. That's how <laughs> uninterested I am in riding motorcycles. No. Uh, do you have the address or the website or, or something where uh, we can we can send people yeah. so they can donate to Bridge2-wheels-round.com? Or like she said, if you just Google her name, it comes up now almost okay. right away. All right. And, and I will post this with the pod. Thank you. Uh, the reason we're talking about road trips again is because you, McLean, and I didn't know you were actually going to Italy, oh. but Italy is one of two places in Europe. The only two places I want to go in Europe are Italy and France. Okay. And that's mm -hmm. it. 
And so I'm wondering, I wonder how Don's doing, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, a tweet shows up, I think after you got home maybe, mm. of The Last Supper. Are yeah. you kidding me? You were there I and was. you saw it? Yeah, that's my most memorable moment that I had. I had to book that two months in advance as well as, uh, well, you, you're not on Instagram. So I have a whole bunch of it's Instagram videos that I'll just put out on Twitter for people how who do don't we, like to. How do we find you on Instagram? Um, it's Dawn at Dark. Oh, same as your Twitter thing. Exactly. And yep. you do not need to be on the Insta machine to see a lot of this stuff. So you can Google that too. Yeah, exactly. So I went to two of the things that were um, that you had to book in advance, like by two or three months, was tours of the Duomo, which is the largest cathedral it took 600 years to build have you ever seen this it's in milan 600 years yes i it's un, it has 2000 unique statues it's so enormous i don't even know how to really describe how big it is other than you looking at these videos um and we got to do an, a tour in english um and then they took us on the top of the roof of the duomo the dimensions, I wish I had in front of me. John, are you looking it up? I mean, I am, yep. the Duomo is um, its an incredible structure. It's like, it's just mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing when you go inside and you're on top of it and you just, you see it and you're like, uh, I can't believe what I'm seeing, honestly. It's huge. Okay, I have always loved this painting, and I actually have a really large painting of The Last Supper that hangs in my living room. It described to me the dimension, and it looks like it was painted right on a wall. Can you describe to me? It's a mural. Uh, Yes, so it's in a cathedral or just a little subset of this old cathedral. Um, Leonardo da Vinci was asked to paint it based on the Gospel of John. That's important mm. yep. to know. Um, so they have to protect this painting because yeah. it's, you know, 17 oh, or 1572, he painted it. Uh, it's it's actually a miracle that it's still up there because it survived World War One and Two, And they would actually, um, actually one of the outside just feet away was bombed and it wasn't touched. So in order to see it and for it to be preserved, you have to go into a chamber to be like, they have to change the air. You have to be in there for like 15 minutes. A clean room. Yeah, a clean room, basically, yeah. yeah. So part of the tour is that they talk to you about um, what it's been through. They have old photos, um, what it was, the room was used for over the years, um, why he was commissioned to do it, everything. And... You're in the room and, you know, and then you go into the room. And I thought there was going to be another room, but there wasn't. And I wasn't expecting to walk in and see it. And when I did, I almost fainted because, you know, I'm Catholic and I love Jesus. (laughs) So, um, but no, just that I was in the room that Leonardo da Vinci was in. And I went, <gasps> like, I gasped and, like, held I my freaking chest. And my heart was beating I the bet. whole time. And I had I tears in my eyes. And I was like, that's oh, what I was going to ask. Oh, God. And so she's, this woman is calmly talking about, she goes through each apostle and talks about which apostle it is, why he's in this position, who he's talking to, because they're all in motion. So she's like, this is Bartholomew. He wants to say that he has nothing to do with this. His hands are up. He is actually gesturing across the table to St. Matthew. Like, it's 
very specific. And Da Vinci also put a pinhole of light in the top of the cathedral so that the light would yeah. always shine on Jesus's face and all yeah. the plates. It's a mathematical Ooh. equation. Ooh. I just got the shivers. And it's like he, he it's illuminated. Like yeah. his face is illuminated. The plates are all in line and illuminated. And he it took him four years to paint it. And he said it's never going to be. They kicked him out, basically, and said because the um, the ruler at the time, um, the king. Uh, the Duke, I'm sorry. He, he, um, he was like thrown out and they got a new Duke and so of Milan. So, you know, these monks are like, you got to leave, dude. Like it's done. It's done. <laughs> like this was their mess hall. This was their cafeteria. Really? Yes. And so they're like, oh, oh my God, sense. he's here again. Like, what is this going to be done? But that's perfect placement for a place, you know, yeah. a, a picture called The Last Supper. Yeah. And so I bought a book about it, everything that she talks about in the tour. And it's like she even knows like Jesus's mouth is open because he's about to say these words. How do they you know will that? Betray to me. Divin- did Da Vinci say all this? I mean, he yeah, he documented. I mean, you can. I also went to see his codex at the Ambrosian Library, which is, you know, the all of his drawings of like, uh, you know, like his war machines and right. all of his stuff. So his, all of yeah, that yeah. is preserved in. They bring out every quarter, every month. They have a different twelve pages that they put in this the old this old old library that has i mean so it's all of his writings and um he wrote everything backwards and so that people couldn't steal his material and when napoleon came through who i found out was a i mean from top to bottom that guy was a jerk yeah that guy (laughs) he wanted he stole all of these things and said well i want it and france you know he was just the worst and so he actually did not recognize that this was Da Vinci's stuff because he wanted everything that Da Vinci did. And he didn't recognize Mm -hmm. this because uh, it was written backwards and he thought it was in a different language. So we (laughs) still have it now, right? I mean, Milan still has it. But honestly, the Last Supper, you know, like they're like, this is Judas. He has money in his hand. He's reaching out. I mean, it's so specific on every... It's fascinating. And... It's just 13 minutes. And then on the other wall, did you know that there's a bigger mural? There's nobody talks about it. It's one of his students painted this huge, beautiful painting that's there. And you turn around and you're like, oh, well, what's this? This is, I mean, the scale of these things are huge. But you kind of look at that one, but then you just can't stop looking at this. Like I was overcome with just, it was like a transcendental freaking experience. It was I love living in the moment like that. And, yeah, you know, some people are like, yeah, we're going on a tour and they just walk through and they're like, yeah, there it is. But for me, I was like heart pounding. Did any, was there, I could see myself to start to cry. I seriously could. I had tears in my eyes the whole time, the whole time. Uh, in the gift shop, I bought um, some socks with. God, the, I might start the... crying right now. <laughs> I, <Holy know>. crap. <laughs> I mean, it's just like so magnificent, and just to re- like your heart's pounding, and you're like, I'm in the room where he spent four years. I'm in the same room, you know, and the, the thought that's put into it, and yeah. I mean, the guy was yeah. a genius what, in many ways. Yeah. What's the emotional connection right here for the, the the crying and the drawing at the heartstrings? Is it the art really? or Are, is it the religion? Were you not raised? You weren't raised in a church family, though. Uh, to a degree, I was. Yeah. 
Um, oh, the Last Supper is. I mean, that's communion, dude. Yeah, I mean, this is the first communion. It is. Uh, it is just the beginning of the end of his life. This is like yeah. it's like bam. Now it starts. You know, yep. and, and so if, yeah, it's really such an important piece, and and it's also the magic of the fact that this. I can't wait to wait to read the book. I haven't had time, but just. It's underneath. There's so many layers of why things are there and what he did. I mean, there you can actually. There's like lines that you can draw that parallel exactly somebody's hand to another's hand. It's just all full of mystery. Oh, I'm looking at it right now. Like I see that now. The detail of, um, like now, if you take that, like it's all connected to like him on the cross and like. The angle of this hand to this hand is exactly the same degree of, you know, yeah. it, it's just there's so much yeah. info that she's saying that you're just like you're looking at it and you're listening. And I'm just like it's almost like whenever they have those point of view shots in movies where you just hear your own breath and yeah. you're yeah. just your own yes. heartbeat. And, yes. you're, and, and I'm like. I'm just so I fa- sound like I'm tripping or something, but honestly, no. this is like drugs. It's like totally. seeing something like this is like being on drugs, and then you walk yeah. out of it, and I can't stop. Like I'm getting the last glimpse, and then I have to turn my head. That's <laughs> what I was going to ask. I mean, did you walk really, back? Did you walk backwards? You can't. Out of the you are kicked out because the next group is coming in. So how many, how much time did you get in there? Thirteen minutes. That's not enough. I know. That's, no, then not guys. Wow. Oh, on our tour, there was this big guy that was by himself, and. When I say big guy, I mean like he was probably six foot six, and you know he's shopping at the big and tall shop. Okay. Yeah. There he's been locking you the entire time. No, <laughs> but when we went into this other little room, before we went out into the courtyard, she's showing like close. There's like close up photos that they've taken and blown up of the, and they're on the wall. And he had backed up, and he backed up into one of them, and it knocked off the wall. Oh and broke. no! It's not oh, like a, it's not like a real Da Vinci. It's just the photo that they use sure. that is was like you know. I mean, and then you know, scientists have gone in there with microscopes and determined all kinds of things about. It's amazing. Did they? Huh. Did they arrest him? No, but we felt so bad because he was by himself. He's a big guy. I would have punched myself right in the face. And he felt so embarrassed. Like, we felt like the the tour guide was speaking actually went, oh, my God. Like, she said, oh, oh, my God. Because he knocked this thing off the wall. And the next tour is coming through. So she just, he was trying to put it back up on the wall. And she goes, no, 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 just don't touch it. They'll fix it. And then she just laid it down on the floor. And he just kind of, like, crawled into himself. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I told that story. For That's some a big reason, downer. No, okay, no, it's yeah. not. For some reason, while you were telling that, and there's no explanation for this, I'm seeing John Ritter doing a slapstick thing, trying to put the painting back up. <laughs> yeah. And but, it falling on him and, and just everything going south. I just saw, you know, I'm an empathetic, so, or an empath or whatever they call it. So all yeah. of that dude's emotion just permeated the room how... He wasn't just like a big like Did you think go about hug him? how he when he was probably in eighth grade and he felt like a huge giant mm-hmm. and like all yeah. of his yep. pain and and just like embarrassment of being big over the years, you just wanted to go, it's okay. Like I wanted to go, it's okay. Just go give him a hug. He's an a, an American dude with a, you know, plaid shirt on and some khaki shorts, you know. He's and one of like, us. I know. I mean, 
I I didn't want to give him a hug. I just because I wanted to listen to her, and I'm like, okay, I have to not think about that right now. But it was a, a, another emotional experience. Oh, poor Dawn. Dawn. She's getting emotional right now <laughs> thinking about this back, poor guy. Uh, back to the painting and yes. the uh, tour guide describing it. What was it? A he or a she? She. What did she say about who a lot of people believe is Mary? Um, Mary Mag- Magdalene. Magdalene in the blue, right to mm-hmm. Jesus's right. That's no. Did they ag- they acknowledge ahead. that. That's John. It is John. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's it's the young John. Okay. Young Saint John. Um, yeah, but a lot of people have speculated that. But uh, I mean, I don't. He's taking it. I don't think Da Vinci had any um, ulterior motives to. Like, right. oh, it's Mary. I don't believe that anymore. I that, used to, but that, I don't uh, anymore. That's a Tom Hanks movie. Or what's the Brown? Oh. Is, Brown is his last name, the author of. The author, yeah. Oh, Dan Brown. Dan, Dan Brown. Brown. The right. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. Right. Da Vinci yeah. Code. Yeah. Yeah. The Da Vinci Code. I don't think that's true. But, you know, I think uh, to answer Ross, to answer you about the tear thing, if you grew up Catholic, as I think most of us did, that whole week is ingrained in you. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't describe how it's. You know, you're just. Yeah, it's just the only reason why I ask is it's just interesting because I associate that the emotion, and I'm not trying to cast dispersions upon anybody. Oh, no. But I yeah. feel like the emotion that people have, I mean, yep. I don't know if this is even a fair question to ask. How often do you guys go to Mass? I just feel like the people who would really be crying uh-huh. and be super emotional would be the ones that are going to Mass once or twice a week. The thing is with churching, uh, Ross, it churching? never. It never leaves you because I don't go to church at all just for funerals now. I don't go to church at all. But none of that ever leaves you. We're always, and this is going to sound really crazy coming from Kenny, but you're always carrying the Lord around with you Mm -hmm. just from what you've learned. Oh, and Um, don't get me wrong. I think it's really cool that what you guys are talking about, I'm just trying to understand it more because as as you alluded to, Kenny, I didn't grow up in a super church family, but church wasn't foreign to me either. Right. So I, I wasn't raised Catholic. It was a Calvary covenant. And unlike the Catholics, we took our religion very seriously. We couldn't buy our way out of sin. Yeah. And every Sunday we were yelled at from the pulpit telling us just yeah. how bad we were. Well, the other way this was ingrained in us, as I grew up Catholic and went to a Catholic grade school, we had to go to church six days a week. If you went to the school, you had to be in church every day. And then, of course, you had to go with your family on Sunday. So it was how six years times, you know, 15 times six. It was three days a week. Church, yeah, church visits, uh, you know, forever. So uh, what did me in was the uh, incredible double standards of some of the people in the congregation (laughs) who would would preach (laughs) and pound and yell and scream. And then just go out and get blasted on yeah. Friday night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And it just, I, and it always made me go, huh, what, what's uh-huh. the deal there? Yeah. Uh, I, I saw you grabbing ass and looking down shirts and, you know, throwing up in the alley last night. <laughs> and here you are telling me how evil I am. And you were yeah. saying, oh, God, but it wasn't about God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And I don't, I don't like to get, I don't like to make judgments on, on people. So however you oh, it's do. A, it's ha- our job. We, we can do it. However <laughs> you do religion or view religion, that's, that's fine by me. Yeah. I did once watch a stand-up comedian, K.L., who yeah. did a uh, a bit where he starts off, literally he starts off his bit and goes, 
Well, I'm Catholic, which means I'm the only denomination going to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it with all denominations. Yeah, it really is. So was that the highlight of your trip, Dawn? Was that the reason for going? Or Um, was this just uh, another thing checked off the list? um, That was... It ended up being the highlight of the trip. There were also so many more magnificent things that I experienced. I don't have my cell phone, so I don't know what time it is right now and if we're going um, over time. We're, we're okay. Did, okay. Were you alone or um, family oh. or MC? Or? Oh, MC was with me, yeah. yeah. So was he raised in the church? He was, and then he told his parents in fifth grade, I don't want to go to Catholic school anymore. And they oh. go, okay. <laughs> you know, They were like, this is not my Oh, thing, and they but, said okay? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Ah, very yeah. similar wow. experience in, in my family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Yep. So we also, it's just, we are, you know, you go to Europe and you're like, we are a country of strip malls. That's all you keep thinking. <laughs> yes. Because it's so ugly. <laughs> like, yeah. God bless America, but it's, yeah. you know, we don't have, you know... Uh, churches that were like oh i'm in a castle that was built in 1208 yeah and it's like here's the lineage of all the people that were in this castle and you're just going oh my god here i kenny i saw i took pictures of um i was talking about you because we were in a a castle in switzerland spitz castle and um they had this switzerland too oh yeah i was there for six days yeah oh Oh, yeah. Oh. So in this, you know, they have all this armor and then they have like this old um, crossbow that like you stand on and you crank it to set it. Yeah. 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 And, um, you yeah. know, and they've it's right there and it's cool. from the Middle Ages and you're looking at it like I took pictures of everything. I just there's so many pictures. <laughs> and then there was this funny story about this. um you know, they had all these viceroys in Switzerland. And then um, one guy got elected mayor who was just a butcher, this guy. And he made a he hmm. made a, a rule or a law that um, no more of these pointy shoes that you royal no- noble people are wearing. I'm outlawing those. You know what I mean? Like in middle age, like the dark yeah. age, middle ages yeah, that yeah. had those long, pointy, weird right. shoes. Those right. were real yeah. things. And the longer the shoe was, the higher nobility you were. And he outlawed them. And then they refused. They're like, we have to wear our pointy shoes. And, you know, so then there was this big fight and they're like, all right, we'll let you wear your pointy shoes, but you have to give over these powers to the people. And it was like, okay, because they had to wear their pointy shoes. So they gave up like it's just everywhere you go. There are stories that are just you can't even get enough of it. It's is there any way you could prepare yourself for all of this before you went there? I read I mean, a lot you... about where I was going. Yeah. So you did. I yeah. did. MC didn't. He's. I'm Don McLean Travel Agency. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I arranged. <laughs> I had a big red folder, like for school, one of those things that had um, contact sheets in it with every day and every page about like what you, train oh to take. I produced the trip. <laughs> you, okay. You and Colin Matheson, yeah, Jason's husband. You, you're the same person. <laughs> but you here's two. the thing. I what I did was is that the things that needed to be booked months in advance, I did those. Yeah. We paid for those in advance. But then the rest of it was loose. Like, hey, do you want to go to that cat? I knew about the castle and what time it opened. You know, and what boat we needed to take to get there in each cable car. But I said, what do you want to do? You know, and they go, oh, yeah, let's go to that castle. You know, so it wasn't like set in stone. I realized very quickly, well, we both did, that my idea of what we could cram in in a day is not true because we're old. And you get tired. (laughs) 
Yeah. Like you're like, oh my god, yeah. and then you're like, wait a minute, we're we're back at the Airbnb by 5 p.m. Like honestly, because <laughs> uh, you just can't take no, it all in. It's right. mentally exhausting. Right. Um, you're cramming yourself onto trains and like yeah. little cable cars with people and funiculars that take you up to the top of mountains and you're t- you're like boy sure i'm glad i you know i don't want to be around any more people right now we're done with people today <laughs> so, that's how it was for me growing up my dad was a lot like you and we did a lot of vacations and mm-hmm. it was just one thing after another as quick no. as possible don't eat in the morning because you don't want to expand your stomach let's go yeah uh, you, you know and it was all that and so now it, it as I grew up, all of my vacations are just wing it. Like yeah. I'll go on road trips with no plans at all. Just hop in and go and be yeah. gone for a week. Um, but it sounds like your kind of trip requires a lot of planning ahead of time. I did it while at I least was I'll... recovering for my hysterectomy. <laughs> That's okay. what I did was plan this trip. So, John, here's a little aside just for you. To me, um, a Viceroy was always a, a pack of cigarettes. Oh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up. Yes. I, I looked it up, and this definition, does this remind you of anybody, uh, 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 John? A ruler exercising authority in a colony on behalf of a sovereign whatever nation. Does that remind you of uh, somebody we work with uh, every day? Uh, Viceroy we'll Souchere? Oh, my God. We'll see him in a few minutes, yeah. Does he wear pointy <laughs> shoes? <laughs> I've got to do a DK Mags here, don't I? Don't I, Ross? Yeah. Yes, do you do. Why don't you knock no. that out of the way? I didn't. Uh, I wasn't ready for that, but uh, I'm going to do that. But then I want to talk a little bit. I want to change subjects just a little bit, Don. Okay. We could do a whole. T- we could do six podcasts on your vacation. Probably. And, and, and if it's seriously, interesting enough to people. To, to me, there's nothing worse than somebody coming back and telling me all about their vacation. <laughs> but this is fascinating to me. I, I just I want to hear everything. Uh, but we are going to change gears, and uh, you are going to keep carrying the load. So take a breather here, Don. <laughs> okay. uh, hunting season, it's its right now. We're in the middle of hunting season, so that means DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton uh, is your destination. They have shotguns for all occasions, uh, upland birds, waterfall, you name it. DK Mags has that scattergun. Uh, squirrel opener, small game, 22s, plinkers, 223s, whatever you want. Uh, they've got rifles, everything you need there. And if you're a big game hunter, what are you doing? Get over to DK Mags. They're going to set you up with the firearm that can make that long-range shot. Uh, or maybe you're just going to the range. That's cool. Stop in, get a whole bunch of ammo, and blow that stuff up. It's a lot of fun. You'll find it all at DK Mags and Monticello Pond and Gun. Oh, and they also have gunsmithing services. So if you've got an issue or something, bring it in. They can help you out. Great selection, fair prices, wonderful staff. That For me, that's why I keep going back. It's the staff. Um, and you'll find them both at Monticello Pond and Gun and DK Mags in New Brighton. They're on the website, dkmags.com. So you did all this, and... The second you came back, Don, into the States, mm-hmm. you went back to work and you did one of the biggest events that my talk does every year. It's called Down and Dirty, where management just comes right out and they basically prove how much they hate the air staff. <laughs> right. And you they experienced do, it last year. They that do was everything. Fun. Yeah, they do everything they can do to make your lives a living hell. <laughs> And it always happens every year. The air staff comes through, even though they all hate each other, they rally together (laughs) and they pull this off and it's a huge success. 
And I think it had to be a real struggle for you this year mentally, Don, because they finally did something that is just right up your alley. Yeah. It, what did they call it again? It was, was Film it? Fest. Film Fest. So every show, see if I've got this right, mm-hmm. every show on the air at My Talk had to write and perform and um, basically do two or three short movies, short uh, films? Just, no, just one. It just had to one? be anywhere from like eight to ten minutes. Yeah. This is that's you. A, that's the, an eternity, yeah, the, the, <laughs> on mo- screen. Movies and acting and writing and everything about uh, mo- uh, the film industry has been your entire life, as far as I can tell. You've been obsessed with this your whole life. Yeah. That had to be tough to be gone in Italy, Switzerland, etc., knowing that maybe you should be back at home Absolutely. prepping for this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I wrote our script before I left. Yeah. And then it was up to them to get the props and locations. And, you know, we have a director. So he had a really cool idea to combine with mine. Um, So, yeah, just knowing that I... Here's the thing. Our boss really screwed us over this year. You're talking Daniels. Yeah. Oh, air this dirty laundry. Let's go. She really did. And it's not her fault, but it kind of is. So she told us to... um, you know, the 27th, which was Tuesday through Friday, I don't know what the date was, the 30th, that that's the dates we need to block off. We never start broadcasting Project Down and Dirty before Wednesday of the week. Correct. And we might have like a meeting on Tuesday night or something, but it's a three-day thing, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we have some type of a performance or something that listeners can attend that's a ticket-based thing. Yep. And we raised tons of money for charity. We raised 125000 this year. Yeah, and that's the whole point of all of it. Yeah. All the shows have their own charity, and they all uh, they raise Compete a lot. Compete with each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, the ticket sales go to that, but also our online fundraising. So they decide this year that that um, they need more time. And so they started Project Down and Dirty on Monday. Oh. So I had planned my trip because she told us the dates. I was coming back on on Monday. I'm flying in on Monday. And then Tuesday I start. But they had already filmed stuff on Monday because she had them start on Monday. Once again, we start broadcasting usually on Wednesday for Project yeah. Town and Dirty. So yeah. I come back. They've already filmed scenes. Um, I found, I mean, the setting of our s- movie, they couldn't get the locations. Oh. Um, so oh. it was in a completely different setting, um, which is nobody's fault. You know, they tried and whatever. Mm. But it was like, it was like um, the day before traveling, you know, you're going back in time. So it's a day that never ends. Because they're seven hours ahead where I was. So I get to Dublin, then I'm six hours ahead. And then we fly from Dublin to Charlotte. And then we have a four-hour layover in Charlotte. So we started our day off at, like, in Dublin at 5 a.m. to get to the airport. Because the Dublin airport is a mess. So then, anyway, long story short, it was a 20-hour day for me. Holy cow. And then I had four hours sleep. And then I started project down and dirty and that first day for me was 4 a.m to 7 p.m all the scenes that i filmed was jet lagged that that explains our phone conversation on 
what was it, Tuesday morning, when <laughs> you guys, where were you on location at? Was that Wednesday morning? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. It might I have been Wednesday. Don't remember. Uh, it might have been Wednesday, and you guys had some audio problems, and you were off the air. Oh God, and we were you off called, the air for an hour and a half. You called me um, off oh, the air, right? And I you go, said, "Hey, Kenny, we're off the air." And I started laughing, and I could not stop laughing. He and just then laughed. You, and then you started laughing, <laughs> and we're both sitting out there on the phone, just laughing our asses yeah. off. And we finally just hung up on yeah, each that's other because oh, we I couldn't need... have a conversation. Yeah. Oh, I know. So we were at the Showplace Icon Theaters, where the Twin Cities Film Fest offices are. Just just yeah. like next door. So that's where we were broadcasting from. And uh, the internet went out. CenturyLink went out for everyone. It was a massive <laughs> yeah. outage. That's yeah. the only way we can connect back to the studio. So yeah. we were off the air for an hour and a half. <laughs> and so I had to tell Kenny, hey, you're not going to do this trap report. And I don't know when you're going to get back on because we're off the air. <laughs> and he's just me, laughing and laughing. And laugh. then he's laughing and he doesn't stop. And so I start laughing. And then we're just like, this is such an S show. Yeah. It's so so stupid. Oh, That's God. where you just fire up previous editions of news from the Krabby Coffee Shop oh. and just let that go. I, well, that... I was actually, I was having a music day. I was listening to, I don't know what I was listening to, but I, oh, oh it was uh, Yacht Rock. I was listening to Yacht no, Rock. That's that, what you but, said. The only yeah. thing you got out was, I'm listening to Yacht Rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Our producer in the studio, it was like his first day doing the morning show. And he oh, was Stormer. Storm, Stormer. Stormy, we call him. Jason Stormer. <laughs> Stormy. He's, am I wrong or is he good? He was fantastic. He seems to be really, really good. He was, you guys, he was running to the rack room where all of the, you know, we've got. The, all the equipment. The yeah, equipment I have room, to reset yeah. stuff in there. Not everybody can get in. It's like, I know how to reset things to get us back on the air. This poor dude had never done it before in his life. Right. Um, Mike is running. Uh, I can see him with, he's on FaceTime with us, running with his cell phone, going, now what do I do? We're trying to tell him. You know, they had to end up the the next day. It happened again. They had to run cord from the rack room to the freaking board. Oh, wow. In the hall. That's how bad it was. Wow. Anyway, that's kind of inside baseball, but he did a great job. He's running. He doesn't know what's going on. Like, he's putting in best of segments from us from the day before. Don't, People are bitching because there's like, why are they playing yesterday's show? That, everyone's oh, emailing oh, us. Oh, and I'm like, right. do you know you're off the air? You're off the Yes. <laughs> no, we in. don't know that. We didn't know that. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I'm such a bitch right now. I'm sorry. It's so okay. irritating. When you get like 20 emails going, uh, why are you playing yesterday's show? Well, you know. I'd like to come to your job and tell you to use a different pen. Yeah, to, I to know. I'm rehash my favorite Don moment on this pod. Oh, right, right. Whoops. I don't think I've ever worked with a guy who right away, right off the bat, is so good. And, and I mean, he's folks, the overnight guy. Also, think about going to your job and then having a whole bunch of people shooting at you while yeah. you have to perform your job. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the kind of pressure he was. The pressure under. he was under, where he's like, "What?" Yeah. I mean, he didn't even know how to find our best of segments. Yeah. Like he's like typing things in and we're like, well, maybe it's under this. Maybe it says this. <laughs> and we're, he's like, OK, I'll try that. And like you can see the panic on his face, you know, and then he's like running. And then Mike, the engineers on the phone with them, well, he's still trying yeah, to talk Weber, to Webs, us. Yeah. Um, 
And it was like a lot. It was a lot for him. That poor guy just. Stormy is very good. And we put him through a lot, by the way, because he does the overnight shift. And then we just randomly yeah. ask him, hey, can you completely uproot your entire schedule for a week and come in and help yeah. out my talk? <laughs> yeah. Sure. You, yeah. Change your night days and nights. And, and then, wasn't he doing updates, too? Uh, the, your dirty bits dirt or whatever? Alerts? Dirt I alerts, was doing yeah. those, I think. Okay. Oh, All God, right. I don't remember. So let's fast forward to Friday. Are you happy with the result? Are you happy with your film? Oh, yeah. Was I mean, there a contest to see whose film was the best? No. no. Oh, really? They didn't do any of that. Um, oh. It was, you know, we're Tell competitive who's, about who, the... Who's, yeah, whose was the best? Mm. Okay, so Donna and Steve... Their directors were, I mean, their, theirs is shot so beautifully. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a husband and wife team, and they actually are fans of Donna and Steve. And they apparently, when they heard it was going to be this film fest project, she used to work on the show The Office, by the way, this oh, lady. Oh, oh. Um, they called the station and said, we want to direct Donna and Steve. And they have all the inside jokes. So they wrote their script. And they have really great cameras and just, like, amazing, like, they had special effects shots. So they knew in advance everything they were going to do. This sounds like it was a rig system. No, it was – no. (laughs) No, but you – honestly, I was so excited to see the other show's films because we wouldn't tell each – we'd get little bits and pieces. Tell me, how'd Colleen do? Don't tell her this, but I'm seriously impressed with Colleen's talent. I mean, across the board. Colleen – Oh, okay. So what Isn't they she did? Amazing? So and they I have, haven't seen it. I just know it's amazing. Colleen and Bradley have um, a segment called "Crazy Stupid Idiots," and it's people that like you know try to steal things and then end up like holing up in yeah. a bathroom in Walmart and stuck, in, Walmart and stuck in the yeah, vents, yeah. you know, and then they're <laughs> trying to steal you know twelve sex toys or whatever. Right, you know, it's right. something like that. Yeah. So they did th- actually. They they each wrote a segment of it in the eight minutes, so like a two and a half minute each, and then they directed that. So they directed their film. They were like the director. And then their directors were also helping in, in the director of photography and cameramen and stuff like that. But like Holly would direct her segment, and then Bradley directed his. One of the segments – so it's all – it's kind of like Cops or um, – I'm oh. sorry, Reno 911. That's oh, what it was even, like. Even better. Do you know what they yeah. did in our building? Tell me, come on! Don't oh my God. come on! So tell me. they had to blur out a certain object that was um, twelve inches. A big double oh. uh, double header. It wasn't a double header. It was just a regular one that had a suction cup. Oh, but oh, oh, they yeah. needed a convenience store type of a place to film, so they used the Hubbard cafeteria, <laughs> and they were throwing a huge dildo across the Hubbard cafeteria, and then like the news people would come walking, like Ren Claire <laughs> was about to do a broadcast, and they would hide it, and then, but what's great is that, what made it even funnier is that, um, is that they, they pixelated it and blurred it oh, as it was flying across, so like, then, oh, God, they set off the security cameras because they needed a shot where it looked like half of the camera. And so they put their camera up where the security camera is and taped off part of it, and it set off an alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Tom, uh, you know, our yeah. big wig guy who's head no. of uh, building security and all of that, he was like, what's going on? And they had to explain themselves. And, like, I don't know if he saw the sex toy or not, 
But yeah, he's got a great he's got a great sense of humor. You guys, if you want to see any of these films, go to uh, the My Talk website and you can actually buy a link and you can see them all now for ten dollars and it all goes to our charities. It's just MyTalk.com or yeah, MyTalk1071.com. Okay, all right, Uh, John. It's um, I while Don's been describing all this, I've been wondering what you would say if management had done said this to us. Because I have discovered that the people that work uh, at, at my my talk are much more gullible to management's <laughs> demands. And I'm just wondering if somebody in management came to you, John, and said, okay, you and Kenny and Rook and Reavers, you've got to write, direct, and perform oh, in a short Lord. film. Um, I, I, and I know what I'd say. And it'd be, you know, this. Oh, both, yeah. Both guns. Especially mm-hmm. right now at my age and stuff, I'd say, all right, well, I retire. We'll see you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's working here. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Like, it is long hours, but most of the time it's really fun. Like, we had a blast filming our movie. I bet. We each play three people. I wrote yeah. that. And so we're our characters. So we did, mine was an 80s soap opera. Oh, so it was like, you know, how Jason loves Dallas and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote a script based on like a spoof of Knott's Landing, but it was called Knits Branding. And it had to do with yarn and knitting because Alexis loves yarn. And so this is this yarn company that's, you know, falling apart and there's a scandal. And uh, yeah, so that was the premise of it. And then our director would film us when we didn't know. And then he would interview us as our characters, but also there were behind the oh. scenes. So he oh, mixed sure. an yeah. office style yep. thing with it, and yeah, it, it's yeah. really funny. Like, you oh, won't really good. understand the story of the soap opera, but I didn't care. More inside baseball talk here. Did you guys do what you typically do? Did you all go off site and spend time together for those few days, or were you all going home at night? We yeah, were was going a- home. I actually wish we were down in the West End because that's where we. Did all of this stuff. So you guys didn't get together like on a Thursday night and just all get plowed? No, because we were still filming. I mean, oh. honestly, it was like oh. a long, long Nothing film like shoot. Nothing like waiting until the last minute to complete a project. I, I think much like Don, uh, John, I would have quit if yeah. I had to oh. do this. I did it last year and it was a lot of fun because it was earth moving equipment. Now, you know, that's right up yeah, my alley. Yeah, it was project and I did down it, in dirty construction. The, yeah, the year before that was during covid and we did a radio play. Yes. And I actually, uh, I didn't want to do it, but I really enjoyed myself on that, too. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I cannot act at all. And, you know, I look like Sergeant Snorkel with a beard. I am not <laughs> I am not Stop a pretty it. man. <laughs> I could see the, the, the fun part for us sitting around would be writing it. Yeah. Me, you, Rook, yeah, Reavers, yeah, Joe. But yeah. then, then, and then we get, we'd have a blast doing that. When it was done, we'd go, yeah, that was fun. Do we want to film it? Nah. Oh, <laughs> we got a good, no. we got a good then, script John, here. Let's go. With everything I write, I'll write something up and I'll go, oh, my God, that's genius. That's good. Uh-huh. And then I'll walk away for it for an hour or a day and I'll come yeah. back and look at it yeah. and go, oh, my God, this is pure crap. What was, oh, I, yeah. was I high? What, what the like, hell? It's like me write, trying to write a lyric if I write a song. <laughs> yeah. And I look at it the next day and go, what the <laughs> so what you guys are telling me is unless Dawn writes it, there will be no, hi, I'm Ross. <laughs> no, there won't be. Oh, my God, Dawn McLean, it is so good to have you back. Um, and I'm not kissing your ass at all. We really missed you. And this is the funnest show I've ever done, seriously. That was Aww. so fun. And I really wish I lived down there now because I, I could sit and talk to you about your vacation for hours and hours and hours. Yeah. 
Hit well, that button, Ross. Let's we got go another uh, got another show next Wednesday. Not that people want to. Honestly, I saved for this for two years, so. You yeah, know, it was a big deal. Yeah, so I, we'll I, milk it again next week. Yeah, sure. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. You hurt my body up inside my uterus. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.